seen it. Spoiler, this whole episode's a spoiler for the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it sucks for dude, you. It's been like two Dude, weeks, if you haven't so. seen it yet, that sucks for you. Like, I don't understand. I can't remember a time when I didn't see this movie. Like, I can't remember how my life was before. Yeah. Oh, shoot, I'm still wearing the mask. I honestly, like, if you haven't, like... If you haven't seen it yet, like, it sucks because you can't just, like, turn this episode off. Like, you have to watch it now that you've started it. Um, I'm Spider-Man. Oh, my gosh. Josh Bolton's Spider-Man. <laughs> if you are if you were just listening and you didn't, you weren't watching the video, I have a Spider-Man mask that I bought for COVID. So when they said yeah. we had, when, when, when they said we go back to work, they said we needed masks. And I thought they meant superhero masks. So I bought a Spider-Man mask to wear to work. What if you bought like a Batman cowl, like literally the opposite? It covers everything except your mouth. You're like, I'm wearing. A I mask. looked for it. I, I really looked for it. Um, they just didn't have those. So like, what I should have done though, honestly, now that I think about it, just gotten a straight on black, um, face mask, and then just wore the cowl to work. Mm-hmm. Like the the ones that cover your whole face except for yeah. your eyes. I should have done that. Um, yeah. but the movie came out, dude, let's jump dude, in Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man came out and dude, how old were we when those movies came out? 2002, we didn't even see him like really 2002 in... was Spider-Man one. So I was four years yeah, old. So, so from 2002 and then the moment that we watched it because we weren't four when we saw it, um, yeah, that whatever age I was then. I kept transforming back and forth from me, Josh, now. Yeah. And then it, and I was probably like eight. Something like if that. I had to guess. Eight to ten. Best Marvel movie? Dude, best Marvel movie that's been made so far. Here's what I, here's what I say. My consensus is that it's bigger than Endgame, but I didn't think it was better than Endgame. Really? I thought it was better than Endgame. I think it's bigger than Endgame because, only because we're talking multiverse and franchise crossovers which has never freaking been done yeah. and so it's like uh, yeah so i think it's bigger but i don't necessarily think that it's like a better we talked a little bit about it this morning but i don't think it's necessarily like a better storyline or whatever it's a hard thing to do i've got absolute i don't want to i don't want to talk about the bad things first sure <laughs> hey i i, I, I don't have many it. bad things at all I respect it. I care. Okay. This is my thing. I love pretty much all of the Marvel movies, excluding maybe two or three. And yeah, uh, the Avengers, I've always been a fan of them, How, but I was more of an X-Men kid. I feel like I've said that before on this pod. Yeah. I don't like, but the movies are done really well. I mean, 10, 10 years worth of story is incredible. 10 years and rising now. We're in like, we're like third. We're like in twelve or thirteen. Yeah, now. which is insane. I mean, that's like we're at, we're like twenty six or twenty seven movies. I'm pretty and it's sure, still which good. Is absolutely unbelievable. But that's like that's never been done. No, it has not. <laughs> it's still never been done, dude. But um, yeah, I, th- this movie brought so many emotions to me, as most Marvel movies do. But Spider Man is a character that I feel like just hits home, close to my heart. Yeah, it hits too because. Before, before Marvel came in and did this whole thing, you the only superhero movies you had were like 
Michael Keaton's Batman, George Clooney's Batman, which was just yeah. utter garbage. Val Kilmer's Batman. And then Tobey Maguire came in and came in and they did it completely different than anything ever. And it was something yeah. special. And it defined the modern era of superhero movies. Spider-Man. It really 1. did. I mean, it defined the Dark Knight trilogy, everything they did since then has been on that scale. It defined a lot. It it defoed if you're a purist. <laughs> defoed. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then Toby had his run, and it was incredible. Now, okay, Sp- it was amazing. Spider-Man three, maybe not the best, but I'm kind of where you're at with it. You know, it's so bad, it's good. And just like it's like here's the thing I was talking the other day like I've seen behind the scenes videos of them talking about the scene you know like the montage yeah. of like Dark Peter symbiote Bully Peter McGuire. and it was apparent it was supposed to be satirical like they weren't trying to like seriously do it that way right. but it just totally shot back at them and everyone freaking hated yeah. it because it was basically Sam Raimi saying "screw you," like giving Sony the finger, pretty much, right. which I think is that incredible. Is because yeah, like because Sony, if you don't know, Sony made them put Venom in the movie, and Sam Raimi said, "I don't want to do Venom because I literally have no idea what the flip that is, and I don't want to do a movie about him because I have no idea what I'm Respect doing." Respect to that. Said, mm, we want it because we want money, and he said, "Oh, I'll put him in the movie for you," and then he did that. Respect to and Sam Raimi for it's that. It's still widely held. Honestly, mad respect to my boy. Because everyone... Because they still laugh about it today. Dude, everyone <laughs> is doing superhero stuff these days, and they have no clue what it's about, and then they botch it. You'd have thought... Personally, I think everyone who's in control of any DC movie right now <laughs> has no clue what the frick they're doing. <laughs> except I have hope. No idea, dude. Except for the Robert yeah. Pattinson. Literally, Batman. all you have to do... All you have to do is go... Hey, this guy likes comic books. Let's let's see what he thinks. And then if he says don't do that, then you probably shouldn't. Just go to your kid's room and be like, "You got comics in here?" And then if your kid goes, "Yeah," then you go, "Can I borrow them?" And if he goes, "No," you go, oh, "I paid for them." And I took the. And then you take them, you read them, and you go, "Oh snap! This is way." Yeah. I was not about to do that. I was about this to is super. Dude, good. I was about to frick this thing up. <laughs> dude. Okay. I feel like. Warner Bros. execs, they just like, they don't read the, they've never read a DC comic in their whole life. All they've done is watch the movies. Yeah, that's it. They have made. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's That's it. it. They watch like Michael Keaton, Batman, George Clooney, Batman. They're like, so how can we take that source? They're like using that as source material for every every DC movie they make. (laughs) Okay. So I could see that being true. So garbage. So the movie starts and it picks off, it picks up exactly where. You left off the last Spider-Man, Jake Gyllenhaal, R.I.P. I I don't believe Jake Gyllenhaal's really dead. I feel like it's an illusion, and I think they're going to bring him back later, which I would love to see, just because he was so good at that role. I'm sorry, sidetrack. Jake Gyllenhaal's new movie coming out, the... I, it does not... Ambulance. Dude, it does not intrigue me, and it makes me upset because... I'm Listen. watching the trailer, dude, and I go, Jake Gyllenhaal is such a good actor. And then he says, and then he says, yeah. we're not the bad guys. We're just the guys trying to get home. And then I go, ugh. Hmm. I go, ooh, I didn't like dude, that. That was the same exact reaction I had when I saw that. I do this new thing now where I watch a trailer and I go, that's too bad. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, 
I do it every time I watch the Morbius trailer. I go, oh, that's too bad. Gosh. And then when I see Jake Gyllenhaal in a Michael Bay movie, I say, that's too bad. It started off. Because literally, I'm like, okay, yeah. At first, it's like intriguing concept. And then you you basically learn the entire like idea of the movie is like, oh, he kind of messed up big time. And he's trying to make sure that his bro dude doesn't get the flack for it or whatever and gets the money or whatever. And then the whole freaking the worst line. That somehow makes its way into every single Michael Bay movie. I'm gonna get you home, brother. Hey, and if dude, you, why are you obsessed with brother? If, why are you obsessed with if, that? <laughs> if you got, if any of you guys know, if you guys know me and Gage, you know, dude, we will take one single line. If we, if you have one line in a trailer or movie that we'll never forget, we build our friendship off of it, and it just keeps stacking <laughs> up. And that movie, dude. The trailer was okay. Yeah, like, it was pretty good. I'm watching the trailer, and I go, man, Jake Gyllenhaal, man, he's such a good actor. And I he's just so love he's so I love good. seeing him in things. And the, the whole gist of it is he's robbing a bank so that he can set him and his brother up. for Because his brother needs money for something. For, like, a, his, like, wife's surgery yeah. or his kid's surgery yeah. or something. Yeah. And then, like, classic Michael Bay puts it in like the stupid ethics thing where it's like, well, I'm robbing a bank, but I'm doing it to like save my family. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, is that the most basic plotline you've ever seen in your life? Yeah. At least it. And he just keeps doing the same. At line. least in, um, what was that one movie with Ben Foster and Chris, uh, Chris Pine? It was it Hell or High Water? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. At least, like, they Bay, were, though. I know. My point is, like, they were robbing just because oh, they the wanted plot. to. Yeah. Yeah. So just do that, you know, like respect. <laughs> just do that. Don't, not... Still the hardest, still the hardest freaking punch oh, yeah. I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> I frequently look that up and show it to you. I'm like, you want to see the hardest punch you've ever seen? And I just look up Chris Pine punch scene and Hell or High Water. If you haven't seen it, it will change your life. It's still, every time I show it to someone, they go, oh my gosh. I wish we could pull it up on here. Punches that dude so flipping hard. Um, but in the, yeah, the trailer... At one point, he goes, "We're not the. They rob an ambulance. They don't rob. They kidnap an ambulance. And this woman who's trying to save a cop that they shot is in the back, and they're trying to like get away, but also save this cop. But then something happens, and then and then Jake Gyllenhaal goes, "We're not the bad guys. We're just the guys trying to get home, which makes no sense." He was hey okay. Well, it's like he's delivering on these lines. But I can't help but think he's reading these lines and going, I can't read this crap, man. Yeah. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever freaking read. You yeah. know, like, I can't, I think, I feel like. I don't like, blame him for that. I feel like he wants to check. Like, I feel like some actors do things because they're like, I want to experience that. So I feel like experiencing a Michael Bay film is kind of like a bucket list item, maybe. Cause it, just because, like, they used to be prime time. Yeah. And they're not anymore. I mean, he's kind of washed up, if I'm being honest. His movies are garbage. Yeah, after like the Six fourth, Underground. After like the fifth or sixth Transformers movie, just downhill from there. Just cut it off. Poor, hey. After I watched Six Underground oh for half of the gosh, movie, dude. I decided, you know, Michael Bay, kind of just stop making movies, please. Dude, please stop. Poor Mark Wahlberg. He's, he gets in a Michael Bay film, and it's bad, you know? Honestly, that's how I feel about Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm like, this plot seems more interesting than ones you've done. 
But it's like not too far off from Six Underground, and also it's like, yeah, your scripts. I don't know who writes his scripts. I don't know if it's him, but they're all exactly the same. Yeah, they are. And I'm like, you're just cranking out. You're just like doing this so that you can do cool stunts that might be cool. Right. You know, Six Underground was still just like so mediocre in every sense. But what I'm realizing right now is that we haven't even started talking about yeah, Spider-Man right. and we, we're 12 I'm minutes so out. so sorry. Yeah. Okay, guys. So Rabbit Trails, you, when the podcast destroys us. You guys have listened to us complain and complain about the Zack Snyder Justice League for so long. It's time we talk about a movie that we genuinely loved, and it's freaking this one, yes. dude. I. It's Spider-Man No Way Home, directed by John Watts, starring... T.H., Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Batalone. Incredible. I, Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm like, come on. Dude, that was perfection in a movie. Fan service was so thick, but it was done so well and executed so right where it still fit with the story so good. I mean, I can't even... Oh my goodness, dude. Tom... Uh, yeah, freaking... You get Tom Holland, who is a great Spider-Man. I mean, he... Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a great actor in general, but he does he captures Peter Parker very well. It's nice to mm-hmm. see that we've we saw like the very first movie of him. He's 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 the most kid like Spider Man we've had. Yeah, and of course now he's now he's an adult. I mean he pays rent now, as you saw like at the end of the movie. Um, yeah. Tobey Maguire came back. Andrew Garfield came back to reprise their roles. Yeah. Pretty much everyone who yeah. came back to reprise the role did an outstanding job. Anyone who's anyone came back and reprised their role. That's true. Except Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Unfortunate. Any- yeah. I kind of wanted to see her yeah. for a second. That would have been like cool if I if she popped in for a minute. You know what I... But I was like, that's nothing. You know good. what I wanted so bad? <laughs> What? I wanted so bad whenever um <laughs> whenever he moved into his apartment at the very end of the movie or whatever and the guy goes Dude, I know. The guy go the guy go, at the first he goes rent's due on the first of the month Tom Holland turns around. You get your dang rent. <laughs> <laughs> when he fixed this dang door. <laughs> Dude, so good. I I like I thought it would have been so funny. I thought like I don't know if they were purposefully doing this, but I literally thought it was going to be the same, same apartment yes. that Tobey Maguire was yeah. in. I was like, I was like, no, shut up. And then it wasn't. And I felt really stupid because everyone around me saw me freaking out and it was just regular apartments. What? <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry. I, no, hey, I look for those things too. Like when the Green Goblin was in that alleyway and he was throwing stuff away in the dumpster, I was like, is that the dumpster he threw his suit away in in Spider-Man 2? Mm. That, that just... Give me a rent. But then it, I swore Mr. Jakovich was going to show up. Give me a rent. Is he even alive? <laughs> Dude, He's I don't probably know. dead. That would have been epic. If he it would have been epic. I would have loved he that. He slipped through. He's li- I, honestly, it would have made sense. He's looking for Peter Parker to pay his yeah. rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have lined up with the storyline. Man, I, I... I'm looking for Peter. Why are you looking for him? I need rent. I need rent. I would have loved to have seen Harry. Uh... Oh. It would have been prime. Yeah, but he's polarized. Yeah, it was. He's polarized. It was. A, he's totally canceled. Yeah, whatever. I don't. It was weird to see like different. So th- they pulled villains and the other Spider-Man from their re- realities, but they pulled mm-hmm. Doc Ock from the reality of like 
towards the end of Spider-Man 2, but they pulled Toby from, I'm assuming, like, way down, way down like, his, his present. And then, yeah. obviously, Green Goblin um, was pulled before he died. So that was kind of confusing. Well, I at guess first. I guess if I'm thinking about it, I'm I'm thinking like because I've been thinking about the same thing. Like, why are they all coming from different like Timelines, time yeah. periods or whatever? But like, I guess if their timeline ends, like their reality ends when they die, yeah. I guess it would make sense to get pulled out right before. Yeah, them, that is you know? true. So, but like Green Goblin wasn't yeah. like Doc Ock said that he was in the middle of fighting Peter, but Green Goblin did not say he was in the middle of like that because you figure, oh, it's the final mm-hmm. battle, but that wasn't what it was. Right. You know, like he wasn't all dusty. He wasn't flipping his chip, you know, or whatever. But yeah, so Willem Dafoe comes back as Green Goblin, and it's exceptional. He literally went so much harder this time around than he did the first time, and he's like twenty years older than he was when he did it. Dude, he is sixty six years old, insane, and he killed it, dude. The amount of craziness he He brought to that role was insane, and I loved every single minute of it. Yeah, dude, he was sixty six years old and did all of his stunts, and he beat the frick out of Peter Parker, dude. He beat the frick out of Peter Parker. He beat the freaking frick Dude. out of Peter Parker. And he killed someone. <laughs> they really like they really charged up his enhanced strength when he just like takes him and just busts him through like six floors of that apartment yeah. building. I'm like, "Dude, they really went out on his powers and I'm like big fan of it, you know, but like Best. yeah, I mean there's so many parts where I'm like, "Wow, he really he took the character and went further, you know." like with it and i was like you couldn't have done any better you know there's, it was just like there's rarely a time where i see someone like reprise their role and they do it better when they come back a lot of times mm, they do it they yeah. do it and and it's cool to see but you can tell that it's just not the same and yeah. uh, like it's just like a money grab and these guys did not do that like they were like in a lot of people probably won't like this but okay so in the incredibles 2 everyone came back Almost everyone came back for their role. The the mm-hmm. Bob Parr, Mr. Incredible, he, he, how he came to it was completely different than the first time you watch mm-hmm. it. I, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, like, you can definitely tell it's different. And I I didn't yeah. like it. I liked the movie. I thought the movie was great. I don't think it's better than the first one. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you can just tell the difference, and it's not the same. But, dude, with this one... Um, Will Willem Dafoe, I would if if it was just him that whole movie getting through, he can do no wrong. He can do dude, no wrong. And the fact that it was him, What's, the big dude, guy that needed to take down, was fantastic. Yeah, that he was like the main villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, dude, this is nuts. And so, what I was thinking of is like in the original Spider Man, you don't see him really switch back to Norman mm-hmm. as intensely as he did in No Way Home. Like you see it a couple times where he's like crying, but he's not like trying to resist at all. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like kind of groveling at Goblin's feet, right. you know? And then in this one, you see him where he's just like, he's kind of like a little bit a heartbeat of the movie. Right. Like when he went like Norman, not like the other side of Goblin. It's cr- kind of crazy because it's one character mm-hmm. But two sides are, like, the heart of the movie where you've got, like, the dark, like, give in to darkness, you know, even, like, Peter trying to almost kill him. Mm. Goblin, like, giving in, you know, Norman giving into the the darkness of Goblin. And then you've got the flip side of, like, Norman who's, like, 
literally about to cry because his son is gone and he doesn't know where his son is and he's confused because he has no he's a memory block whenever goblins in control so he literally has no idea where he's where how he got here oscorp is gone like i mean it's just like such a whiplash moment for him going from like a freaking rich bachelor penthouse super rich guy to like having nothing and being in a totally different universe where you don't freaking exist and like yeah so i just love the heartbeat and that at the end when he gets cured and he's like what have i done i'm like dude this guy man so versatile because in that moment you're like oh my gosh what if peter freaking killed yeah. him and he literally is like innocent mm -hmm. it's just like it's a demon inside and even peter's got one so i just like i love that the tension yeah. there i love that they used the worst character to be like almost the best like heart change character which is so hard to do i mean it's you can't really do it with characters right. because not everyone's freaking nuts like that and has like two alternate yeah. personas the fact that um, like i i just couldn't get over how because i mean as you, you know as the audience we know like j pretty much what's going to happen We're, we know that he's going to switch into green goblin and he's gonna he's gonna mess some stuff up and we know what he's mm. done and, and all that stuff willem dafoe did such a good job of being norman osborne and you he's a very norman is a very likable character and i feel mm. like willem made me in my yeah, experience he's so nice and so like he's scared yeah and, and you feel for him because mm -hmm. he doesn't want that like he was experimenting on himself in spider-man one to try to do some good it just so happens it backfired on him and now he's basically got a yeah he got a little too prideful a little too impatient yeah. a little too ambitious and, and it, backfired. it backfired and then in this movie you see like just how scared he is and you're like oh man that that sucks he's he doesn't want to live with that like he can't help that but when he switches, and yeah. you can tell in the movie you when he tell. switches, yeah. the voice, dude, because like it's the voice. In the, I just noticed that this in the cell, through. in the cell, the way he stands, the way he's like standing, his demeanor, his posture, and everything, and then just like how he responds, you know, because they were talking about curing everybody, and then he's standing straight up, just leaning all cool like and he's like i can help i'm a doctor yeah and you're like oh freaking yeah. crap dude it's like it's so simple and i don't know i think it's good that i didn't notice it like it's good like writing and good uh like good movie direction yeah. and character design that i didn't realize it maybe i did realize it in the first like in the tobe mcguire one but i can't remember but like his voice changes ever so slightly it's way more grovelly and deep yeah. whenever he's like the goblin yeah. and then it's like just a slightly higher tone where he's not always talking in that deep deep grovelly tone and i noticed it again this this josh and i for context we both watched it twice within 24 hours <laughs> so we watched it last night and then we watched it again uh today and that's how good it uh, is right before we recorded this that's how good it is i never do that i don't do that I don't watch movies back to back and I don't watch them again in theaters, especially the day after or not even a whole day. I don't do that ever. Um, this, this movie, so, and I don't mean to cut you off cause I want to hear your thought. No, you're good. I was where you were at earlier. No. Okay. Sidebar to the sidebar I was about to make. I, I watched, <laughs> I watched the movie. I called gauge. 
and I think he's seen it. I forget that he. So I forget that he's going to see it later on in the day. We're two hours yeah. apart. Josh is two hours ahead. So I'm getting ready for him to answer, and I'm about to start screaming because the film was amazing and everything that we needed it to be. And he doesn't answer me. Now, Gage is very sketchy these days. He doesn't answer my phone calls. Shut up, dude. This stupid bit. <laughs> he doesn't answer my phone calls anymore because he's very sketchy. And it's something that he has, him and God have to work on. And he'll repent on it <laughs> when he feels bad about it. Unfortunately, some sins, you know, some people, Gage, don't feel bad about it. Now. I go, frick that dude. I'm calling him again because I'm not going to not talk to him about it. So he answers and he goes, hey man, what's up? There's no excitement in his voice. So I know something's like, something isn't like right how <laughs> I wanted off. it. So I go, did you see it? He goes, no, no, I'm just watching uh, Far From Home and uh, about to see it later. I go, oh, he goes, did you see it? I go. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said that you were going to go see it on Saturday. Yeah. So I thought that I was way ahead of you. And then you just ended up going to see it. And I was like, what? I go. I was like. I go. He goes, did, did you see it? I go. Yeah. He goes, cool, man. And then I just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just hung up on I just me. hang up because I don't, I didn't want like. Gage to think yeah, I had. I respected it so hard. <laughs> I respected it so hard. I was watching Farm Run with my friend because we were doing like a double feature thing because it picks up literally right after. So I was like, let's do a double feature. Let's watch it since we're seeing it late. Let's watch Far From Home and then go straight to the theater and watch the next one. So we were doing that. Yeah, we were in the middle of it when you called and I was like, because I didn't think that you'd seen it. So I was like, I'm not going to talk on the phone while I'm watching this movie. This is important, you know? And so. But then you called me again, so I thought something was, like, wrong. Oh. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so I was like, I took it, and I walked outside, and I was like, yeah? <laughs> you're like, did you see it? And I'm like, no, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, so confused. And then and then you hung up on me, and I laughed, and I came back inside to my friend. I was like, Josh saw it, and he, I was like, he hung up on me because he didn't want to spoil anything for me. I was, um, I was fully prepared, too. Because if you don't yeah, answer the first time, so if you, if you yeah. don't answer the first time, I would have been like, was that not the greatest movie you ever saw? <laughs> Which is what you did today when we yes, talked. Yes, it was. <laughs> my phone was in my room. So I just leave my phone in my room because I, I, I'm just not on my phone too much. Yeah. So it's in my room on silent, like all the time. Yeah. And I'm just not paying attention to it. So like he messaged, I messaged him on my laptop because I was on it doing some editing and uh, he was like, dude, I've been calling you off the chise, man. I'm about to explode. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, let me go grab my phone. And I pick it up. And there's a Texas. What did it say, dude? I was laughing so hard at it. I told him immediately I was laughing freaking hard at it. Let's see. It says. <laughs> it says. <laughs> it says, I guess it's hard to answer my phone call these days. <laughs> It was in between two missed calls. You were just calling me in the morning. Yeah, Gage never so answers me. Then we call and talk about like it. Dude, I, so... bro, I swear, dude, I just am not on my phone. You're always on your phone, dude. So it's different for you, okay? I'm never freaking on my phone. Do you, well, I mean, you could just get on, you know? Anyway. I, there's nothing to do. Yeah, I yeah, bought yeah. this phone so I wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, you got it so you didn't have to talk to me. Is that what you're saying? Shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 
So, oh. um, I lost my train of thought to the, I was saying something and then I sidebarred it and I, I told myself I would remember and now I don't remember. Yeah. So, right. um, my, one of my favorite parts was getting to see Tobey Maguire. Not to, I loved that. But Andrew Garfield, when yeah. he came back, dude, to me, Andrew Garfield, when he came in, stole the show. He stole did it. so good. You can stole you can feel that man's passion for the character through through him just being the character, and it's incredible. And it makes mm-hmm. it made me, dude. Yeah. I wanted to cry. Yeah. I mean, I was so happy for him. As soon as he comes in, it's he like he never freaking left. He does the character yeah. so well. His rendition of it is incredible. I mean, can we please talk about his interaction with Tobey Maguire? Yeah, I was going to say, we talked about this. On the, we talked a little bit about this on the phone. I was like, we should save it for the episode. Um, but yeah, like we, me and Josh were talking about how it's like, I didn't know. I don't know how they knew because I didn't even know that I wanted to see Toby and Andrew specifically interact i really did not care that much about tom holland interacting same, with them. i just like just i cared more about them interacting with each other because they both went through like the same thing tom holland's experience has been completely different not that it's not similar in some ways yeah. but with like sony breathing down their freaking butt cheeks dude and ruining their movies mm-hmm. you know and so like i feel like I, and andrew taking it after right after toby you know there's like a little bit of like leeway and space before tom holland takes the takes the mantle you know it's just sort of different and so i really yeah i didn't even i didn't even know that i wanted to see them interact but they interacted a bunch in this movie just them two and i loved it so much i thought it was incredible i it was it was nice just to see like both of their characters personalities and seeing where they were at from their previous movies because gage and i we were talking about we only thought that they were going to, we, we, we figured they would be in the movie, Toby and Andrew, but we didn't think they would be mm-hmm. in it to the extent that they were at. They were actually very necessary yeah, way longer for the story because mm-hmm. I mean, it's for one, it's their villains that are there. So it only makes sense yeah. that they would be there to take care of it too. Um, so when they were interacting with each other and just how, uh, man just how you you see where they're at with like their timeline and like how they've been as mm-hmm. a person dude when andrew was when they were talking to tom on on the yeah. building and uh andrew started talking about gwen and how he yeah. stopped pulling his punches and how he started getting yeah. really bitter dude i was getting goosey bumps dude my these bumps were dude i was getting goosey bumps and they're forcing some tears on my eyeballs dude, dude my my bumps they turned into geese and started flocking around and I just couldn't, Dude, shut it was up. No wild. Way. Dude, did people get mad at you in the theater? No, they were just, they were up there with me. Cause like everyone had goosebumps. Oh, so wow. we were just a everyone flock was of doing it. Okay. geese bumps. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, that scene kind of bugged me a little bit just because Tom Holland didn't react the way that I wanted him to. Like, he wasn't surprised. He was actually, like, pissed off at them, which I guess makes sense for the moment because his aunt just died, you know? And so it's just, like, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, whoa. Like, the first time you're seeing two two other, other U's, U's, two other Spider-Men, 
and that's like a huge deal and it's just kind of like no big deal and he's just like i'm gonna send you home and i'm like what is what's happening i think it kind of set me off a little bit because i'm like i would be losing my mind um but again i mean like he's dealing with something really heavy right fresh on the freaking yeah, rational thinking is very like there yeah but it's like even his friends had like their interaction you would want with these other spider-men and then Tom just like doesn't have that. It's like he wasn't even surprised that they were there. And I'm like, yeah, the flip, dude. Which that's like, I kind of like, I kind of felt that way throughout the whole thing. Like uh, the whole time they were in there, I just felt like there was kind of this weird disconnect from Tom Holland in them. And again, maybe it's like the franchise dealy majigger. I don't know. It just felt like kind of like not as cohesive as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. I think they did good, but like, I just expected a little bit of a different like atmosphere with it. You kind of capture it at the end, like at the very end when he hugs them and they and like leaves. Mm-hmm. I think that's when like he kind of unlocked it. Right. So I would have liked to seen that more that that sort of demeanor more. Right. And you kind of see it when they're chatting on the top of the statue before the villains show up. I love up, that. You know. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was. That fun. was really good, I liked dude. That. When they were talking about like. <laughs> When Tom was asking who's the hardest villains they faced, and they were all going through it, yeah. And then Andrew Garfield was like, "I'm lame." Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was such a good moment, dude. Yeah, it felt like it felt like he was genuinely. It felt like that was that was like a genuine conversation right. just between guys playing Spider Man. Yeah. Like that's what it felt. That's like. what a like, lot it of it felt like. Felt the like. actors talking to each other. Yeah, about oh, I did this and I did that. And like Toby saying, you're like, I think it felt it was supposed to feel sort of like fourth Wally yeah. where you're like, where Toby's talking to Andrew and he's like, no, you did good, man. Like you're, you were the one after me, you know, and it got tanked and had really hard reviews, but like you did really good with it. Hey, you're amazing. And like the, the respect and admiration that was coming off of Toby was just like, made me want to cry. And then it's just like, yeah, Andrew just like, it got stolen from him and there was so much he wanted to do with it. And and it was like, yeah, you kind of just saw that. And he's like, I had to fight stupid Rhino and stupid, don't even mention Green Goblin, because what a nightmare that was. Oh my gosh, dude. I mean, especially now. Yeah. I feel like watching Amazing Spider-Man 2 after I watched No Way Home, I might throw up. Okay. Don't do it. <laughs> when, when MJ was falling off of the building and Tom went to go get her, mm. and then the Green Goblin took him off, and I and then yeah. you see Andrew Garfield dive for Mary Jane. Yeah, not Mary Jane. Was so it Michelle hard. Jones? Michelle Jones, dude. I got sick to my stomach, and there was water in my eye sockets, <laughs> and I wanted to vomit, cry, and and just die. And that he yeah. catches her, and you can he. It's like a like he re, so like he redeemed himself because if you haven't seen the Amazing Spider-Man two spoilers like this whole episode has been he yeah Gwen Stacy his girlfriend was falling and he he tried to web her and the the classic dramatic web turning into a hand which was unnecessary oh (laughs) no that was beautiful man that was beautiful I really that was the only part that was beautiful about it he doesn't he does catch her but he doesn't catch her before her neck snaps completely, and the back of her head hits the concrete, and she's dead. Well, it's the whiplash, yeah. you know. Um, 
It's the whiplash from getting caught from going that fast. But he kept physics be like he catches Michelle Jones and he lands on his feet and he's looking at her and he's got tears in his eyes and you're just yeah. and then you have tears in your eyes because you're like frick, dude, that's yeah, heavy. You are Andrew Garfield in that moment. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so heavy. I we I, I don't know if we talked about this, but I thought that moment was too short. Dude, it was to me. It definitely like, was. They, I needed. They more ripped of it. me right back out of it, and I was like, bro, are you serious, bro? Like, he didn't have to explain anything. Just make it a little bit longer, mm-hmm. so I can just like sit in that for i need minute, to sit in know? that and because like, that was hard for you i need to sit in that because, yeah that was freaking hardcore one dude. thing about like that movie as bad as it was like it had it had some good instances in it but there was just unfortunately more yeah. bad than good that death scene andrew did so well in so good honestly every spider-man and that that brings my next point up tom holland did such a good job on on aunt may's death yeah, because deaths it's a hard thing. Dude, to yeah, do. death thing. scenes have to be so freaking hard, and all of them killed it. Not to mention, she did good. She did great. She did really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, and it's insane that like <laughs> I forgot how just like cunning uh, Green Goblin was, because like mm-hmm. I mean, he murks the mess out of Aunt May. <laughs> Like bad, dude. He whooped the mess out of Spider-Man. And then he just she's standing in front of the Green Goblin and she's got like a big metal pipe and she's ready to like whoop up on him or whatever. Like that's what's gonna if that's gonna do anything. And then behind her is his his uh hoverboard glider glider, and it's got spikes on the front, which ironically killed him in the first movie. And I don't think they had the spikes out for hers because, like, they would have stuck into her, but it just knocked her uh, over. I thought the spikes just... Because I thought she was going to get stabbed. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe she did because there's a lot of blood. So, I mean, like, I th- possibly, but it was just like, I couldn't see what I happened. I thought it did, but the force of it just knocked her off the blade. But I don't know. What, mm-hmm. Anyways, Didn't whatever happened, she died. But that... She got Dude, that glider hard, came bro. in and just hit her, and she <laughs> bounced so... Dude, I'm surprised her hip... I yeah. suppose she could get up because I'm like, your hips have to be broken. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, I'm like, your spine has got to be Something's wrong. after yeah. that, dude. You got hit so, so hard. hard. Little did I know, she can heal super fast, but not enough to not die. Speaking <laughs> of healing fast, when Tobey Maguire got stabbed, I yeah. I wanted to I wanted to throw up, scream, and then go to sleep. I did throw up, scream, and go to sleep. <laughs> Not not like all at the same time, but I threw up like maybe four months ago, and then I screamed at the moment, and then I went to sleep when I got mm. home. Yeah, I so I did that because it was such a beautiful moment when you see that Tom Holland yeah. is clearly like not gonna stop until he kills the Green Goblin. He tries to go again, yeah. dude. I saw him. He like he goes again, and he's just holding yeah. it. Yeah, he, yeah, I noticed that in the second time. I didn't catch it the first time, but the second time because he catches it. Yeah, and then you see he's like, and then he pushes it, and then you see. Yeah, <laughs> he to push it again. You see Toby kind of back up a little bit more because he. What happened was he was about to stab him with the glider. He's Tom Holland is about to stab the Green Goblin with the glider, that killed his aunt, and then Toby Maguire steps in and catches it, and it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, you just love to see that. Mm-hmm. He just stares right into Doesn't his eyes. Doesn't say anything. He's just staring at him. And they just he know. puts the glider yeah. down. He's like, you, you don't want to do this. That's pretty much what he's communicating through his eyes. Tobey Maguire, masterclass. 
master class. Teach me how to act. He did teach, teach me how to act. So Tom puts the glider down, and then Willem Dafoe, the Green Goblin, stabs Tobey Maguire in the back through the gut. And yeah. of course, everyone in the audience is just like, oh, I hate my life. Yeah, And I'm sitting there thinking, like, that makes sense that they would do that, and I understand it. I just don't want it. Those uh, those yeah. emotions I don't want to have to deal with. But mm-hmm. but then he's, like, he's on the ground. Uh, Andrew Garfield throws Tom Holland the serum that cures Willem Dafoe. He cures him. Dude, and he, dude, he stabbed that thing right in his neck. Like, I was like, dude, that... And then he, like, freaking <laughs> yeah. shoved him down after. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Suck. <laughs> so, Toby Maguire's, like, laying there, and they all check on him, and they're like, oh, my gosh. And everyone's just, like, waiting for him to be, like, to die. But yeah, then he's like... I thought he was going to die right there. They were like, are you okay? <laughs> Which is a dumb question to ask someone you just saw get impaled. But yeah. then he was like, yeah, I'm okay. I've been stabbed before. And then I, instant relief. I was just like, oh, thank God. I was like, I was like, thank you. And then I immediately was like, does, I was like, what if the web fluid in his body just like seals up the wound? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. It's coursing through his veins, dude. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, was I thinking, dude? I like, it's hard not to just relate everything back to the original franchises that happens, you know, like whether it was their intention or not, it felt like a big, uh, homage to when Harry takes gets stabbed for spite for Tobey Maguire in Spider Man Three. Like it felt like he was doing that for Harry, you know, like trying to save his dad. Mm-hmm. Especially because of the big drama it, throughout the trilogy is that like Harry thinks that Spider Man killed his dad, and then he finds out Spider Man is Peter, and then they're like mortal enemies at that point in Spider Man Three, and then they kind of become friends at the end because then Harry learns the truth from his butler of all people. Yeah, weird um, that you would listen to him, the one person that you're constantly rejecting out of your life rather than your best friend, but yeah. Yeah, so like it felt like he was going for that. It felt like he was trying to redeem that that mess and like, yeah, save his save his dad. It was so meaningful. Like, I mean, everything, like saving everybody was so meaningful mm-hmm. because it's like I didn't realize how much killing happened in the original franchise. Dude, it really did. And it's like not necessarily at the hands of Spider-Man, but it just happens. And I'm like, I'm just now realizing that that's not normal to the character. Right. You know, like that Tom Holland is like not killing people. And that's like Spider-Man's gig, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, yeah, it seems like everyone Spider-Man fights dies in the older movies. It's just not his fault. Except for, well, not Andrew Garfield, I guess. You know, Lizard didn't die. Electro didn't and die. And then did Electro, he? I guess, was about to die. Yeah. He said that he was in, in No Way Home. And I'm like, okay, whatever, yeah. man. Um, I don't know. But, dude, now that we're on this topic, I got some scoops, bro. I got some scoops, scoops for you. Scoops of cream? I, I'm not sure. Whatever you want to scoop, man. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the whole nine. Poop scoop? Dude, I noticed some pretty interesting stuff. I was able to, like, take a look in the background the second time around since I... Don't since I know what happens. I was able to like kind of look through the analyze, yeah, read between the lines a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so we were talking this morning about Thomas Hayden Church and the guy who played Lizard. I can't remember his name for the life of me, British yep. dude. But we were like so surprised when they came back because it was just like they got they managed to get every single villain to reprise the role, and 
Not to mention Thomas Hayden Church looked exactly the same as he did in Spider Man Three, and the Doctor Kirk Kirk Connors looked exactly. The I was same. thinking. So, I was thinking. Did they? Was is it a possibility of them CGIing a piece of them from a movie of the movie and then yeah, sticking them in? That's what okay. they did. Okay. Yeah, they comped them in. Yeah, they took the scene that he transforms into Sandman and they played it in reverse and they just matched the lighting. Yeah. And this isn't confirmed because the back, the behind the scenes is out, but I'm like 100% sure. It makes sense. I guess I can't be 100. 99% sure because there's they don't say anything, number one. Number two, they're CG the whole freaking movie until that last part, and he just happens to be in the same exact position. Mm. Like the lizard especially is laying down like he is on the side of the building at the end of Amazing Spider-Man when he gets healed. Mm -hmm. Same exact scene. He doesn't say a freaking word. Then Thomas Hayden Church, who did voice, the lizard was voiced by someone else. So he was like not in the movie at all. The Curtis Connors guy is literally just the look of him from Amazing Spider-Man. And then he was gone. He didn't voice anything come back at all. Thomas Hayden Church did voice Sandman. But I'm assuming it's because he looked so different or perhaps that they wanted to match the vibe to Lizard and make it not as, not as like, weird I, or like, yeah, not as like if you have two characters from two franchises doing having like the same thing, then it lets you sink it in a little bit mm -hmm. more. But I also think it might just be because Thomas Hayden Church is like way significantly like a little bit bigger yeah. now. Um, oh, he's a fat guy now. And maybe perhaps like couldn't do it. He's a little, he's a little chubbier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I I don't know why they did that, but he came in and recorded dialogue for the entire movie. But then they just yeah comped in the scene from Spider Man Three when he's transforming, and then the the other scene when he's getting, you know, put back in his reality was from I think when the police are looking for mm -hmm. him and he turns around really quick, and that was exactly what they used for that one. And I'm like, you sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> freaking movie companies dude yeah. it just like i wasn't even looking for it it just hit me in the face yeah. because i was like something about that looks so familiar and it yeah it's literally the scene where he's transforming and they just comped it freaking in dude and it's probably why they did the battle at night mm -hmm. because both those scenes happen at night mm -hmm. in the in the in the respective films and also it's easier to edit ambient lighting like light the scenes and light the cg it's way easier to do that um with nighttime yeah. uh, stuff like that. It was like soft light. So that was massive when I saw that today. And I was just like, literally I, wa I saw that and I noticed it and I said, I don't even want, I don't even want to f finish the movie. Like, <laughs> I'm so happy that I just figured that out, dude. I was like, holy crap, dude, that's nuts. Like that's so freaking smart. Yeah. I wonder how many other, like I was even thinking, cause I know that they've done it. Other companies have done it. Warner Bros did it. Um, and this is like deep, deep visual effects cut, but the assets. So they load up these things to create these 3d models. And I'm like, I wonder what assets they pulled other than the ones they already did to make this movie. Like, did they pull anything from Spider-Man three for the Sandman, you know, like giant thing? Did they pull some of those instead of like recreate it? I don't know. Um, so it's just like really interesting to think about. But that was like really, really well done. You can't tell at all unless you spot like, oh, that's identical. Yeah. They don't say anything. You wouldn't catch it if you weren't like looking for yeah. it. 
um, which is funny because I just said I wasn't looking for it and caught it. (laughs) But I'm also like incredibly analytical and I've watched those movies so many times in my life. And I love Spider-Man 3. (laughs) And I love Sandman. He's like my favorite part of the freaking movie. So I noticed that and I was like, I can't freaking believe it. So I stayed for the credits to see if they voiced the characters. But Curtis Connors was not in that at all. But Thomas Hayden Church did come back, which I thought was great. His Um, character... So that was nuts. His part in the movie, I feel like was... Because at first he's like very helpful to Spider-Man, mm. to which I'm like, okay, like let's see where this goes. Yeah, literally like the first three seconds, and then it's like, what? Yeah, because I'm expecting him to be. I mean, he was pretty evil up until the end, you know. And then I'm not, I'm yeah. not really. I wasn't understanding his. I understood why he was about to attack Spider-Man that first time after they beat Electro. Because, yeah. like, he's confused and doesn't know what's going on. He's like, wait, yeah, are you going to kill me? Yeah. yeah, and then they're, like, curing everybody. I'm confused as to... I mean, and he's not against it, which is fine. Uh, I was confused towards, like, the end whenever he was fighting Spider-Man. He's like, I don't care. I'm yeah, like, I was thinking about that, too. I think that it's because he wanted to... He said in the beginning that he wanted to just go mm-hmm. home. And he was waiting for them to, like figure it out so the other villains are trying to destroy the box to stay uh, there he's like just so i think he was like, literally no. there just trying to get the box to press the mm, button okay. yeah i think that's what okay, he was trying to do because i was confused by that also yeah. um i was also like what but i think yeah he was trying to get the box yeah. um because he grabs peter i think initially and he has the box but then he that's when he throws it into the portal. Right. um so yeah Dude, that that was a confusing thing to me as there well. was some there was some very this is being nitpicky but like the there was some bad cgi the masks, the masks dude. dude i noticed it, it was specifically toby's. toby's it was toby's it was bad what the heck dude what was it that? was like like just put a regular mask it was on. like if, why'd you have to do cg if you went like this if you have your hands out wide and you pull down and then it just a mask like in a video game default just like fruit just like pops on yeah it was like it was not tracked to his hands well at all no no and i'm like Everyone's looking at them in this moment to mask up, and you mess that up. The mask up it's, is the most it's like, important part. It's, yeah, it's a wide shot. Everyone's waiting for it. It's the first time that Toby puts the mask back on, and you're like, but like it's it's like a wide shot. They're like kind of out of out of focus a little bit, and you're looking in the foreground, or you're supposed to be. But me and Josh aren't looking in the foreground. We're looking at our boys in the background. And yeah, the mask is just like so slightly. I mean, it's like 0.3 seconds of a thing. And it's just like he's pulling it down and it's like ahead of his hands, yep. you know? And it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Which I. It was so like, too, like literally the shortest thing ever, but I totally noticed it. And Josh asked me if I noticed it right <laughs> when we were talking on the phone. Dude, I was watching the movie and I noticed it and I go, Gage didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't, and also, we both realized it was Andrew Garfield before, like most of the people did, which was just weird because of his costume. Yeah, I'm like, how do you not freaking see that, dude? It's the eyes. It's all about the eyes. Every rendition has had different eyes, so I just immediately go, "Those are different eyes." Okay, different one. I go, dude. <laughs> you know? I see Andrew Garfield. I go, "Oh my gosh!" And then it didn't <laughs> take until like he stepped out for everyone to be like clapping and screaming. No, no, no. This time, dude, the second time, they didn't clap until he took his mask off. What? I was like, y'all are sacrilegious, <laughs> what? dude. Y'all don't even know who Spider-Man is. They were just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's Andrew Garfield? Is that and I'm like, 
are you an idiot, dude? Like, they legitimately were just like, oh, yeah, it's it's Peter. And it's just like, that's That's upsetting. <laughs> dude, and then, t- oh, okay. This, when, because er- after, okay, after Andrew comes through in a second portal, there was no hiding it anymore that Toby Maguire was coming through that second one. No hiding. Yeah. What was missing when he's making that portal? It should have spun a little longer. The original Spider-Man soundtrack should have played. See, they didn't even play Andrews, though. And they played it. They did that later in the movie, though. They did that. I didn't hear it. But they just didn't do it right at the beginning, which was kind of like, yeah, kind of weird. I think they were trying to hide it a little bit because they released the soundtrack like the day before. It did get leaked. It got leaked like two weeks they ago. Have a and everyone problem. found those parts. They do. Um but yeah, like if it's it's uh it's called the Shields of Something. Let me go. I'm literally looking at it right now. Look at it. I pressed the wrong button. I dude, we love when button. you press the wrong button. Um, Keep pressing that wrong button. Alright, bet. Shield of Pain. So if you go to the soundtrack and you listen to Shield of Pain you'll hear Andrew Garfield's score first. It's like a it's like a rendition that Michael Giacchino made because he's composing the score for Tom Holland, Spider-Man. So it's like it plays Andrew Garfield's little trumpet flare thing lightly in the background, and then right after that is when they play the... It's great. It's when they're talking to their villains, like... He's talking to Electro. Andrew Garfield's talking to Electro, and then right after that, Toby's talking to Doctor Octavius. Um, that's when they're playing that. And so that, and I noticed there's another there's another bit of it in in a different part of the movie, but I can't remember. I can't place which one it was, but I noticed that the second watch through that they played the uh, Andrew Garfield theme in another spot, which I think is the best Spider-Man theme. Andrew Garfield, really? The trumpets did just capture New York, and they capture Spider-Man. That's all you got to do. You know, I think that. Uh, like Toby's captures like Peter mm-hmm. a lot. It captures like the the human aspect, which I really respect. I love that score. Um, and that score started and at Andrew all. Garfield's the trumpets, dude. They get me every single time. I love that freaking theme. And then Tom Holland's is good, but it's again, it's like it's how we feel about Tom Holland and Spider Man. It's like it's not bad. It's good, but it's not like I'm like losing my mind about him playing Spider-Man. Okay. You know? This is going to be an unpopular opinion for most of you. Unpopular. Tom Holland is... He's a great Spider-Man. Gage and I aren't really on the hype train with him that everyone sets him at. (laughs) He's good at... Here's my thing, He's good at it. He's great. And I'm fine that he's He's doing it. He's what was necessary for the character. I think that his movies are the best renditions. Um for like the source materials we were talking in the beginning. Like I think it was I think he's been really really mm-hmm. good. Uh I've got so much respect for him playing that 100%. guy. 100%. And he's been doing Very it well. well. I wouldn't change it. No. Um but I am excited to see the next chapter of Spider-Man. Yep. Because at the end, I mean literally in his suit, but then also like I noticed another thing is that when he's moving into his apartment and he take he puts the box on his bed, and then he opens it, takes the picture frame out, and you see in there he's got a book about getting your GED, 
dude didn't even graduate high school. I, so he didn't go back to high school. He got a GED, so that means he's going to primarily be Spider-Man. And probably we're going to have the Daily Bugle Spider-Man classic thing that. in the next three movies with Tom Holland. So I'm like, I think that he could end up getting on my, I could get on the hype train in the next three because he's going to be like more of the Spider-Man that we've seen right. in the past. Because it's like all of them have been at the end of high mm-hmm. school, every single franchise. Yeah. And then they go to college or whatever, or they get out. And it's like, that was like not working for the character really. Mm-hmm. And so now we've got a trilogy where he's like just now getting out of high school at the end. So now we're opening up like the adult, more adult hero version of Spider-Man where he's going to be more like an Avenger, mm-hmm. more like a leader type guy, which you can even tell by his suit because his spiders look different, which I also think I noticed that the spiders are like, they're paying homage to the other Spider-Man, uh, which I love. Same. I think the new suit looks absolutely insane. I knew you'd be pooping your pants. So good. Yep. And also, I was trying to figure it out, but I, I, I am hoping that they go for the classic lenses and they don't have the moving ones. Yeah, I, I am too. Because I, they were great for yeah, the time. It's because like, yeah, I'm like they're they're cool, but like if he's making the suit himself, then they, they won't, won't be there. I don't. He doesn't think. have but any also, tech. He's quite techy. Exactly. Yeah, but it's like he's he's alone. Um, yeah, he doesn't have so the sources. I I would love it to be very like homegrown. Like his suit already looks like he sewed it, which is like, yeah, iconic Spider-Man. It's the other trilogies he did the thing. So now I'm like hoping for the stable, unmoving lenses that just look, it just grounds the costume more. Because we talked a little bit about motion capture Mm -hmm. and uh, how the suits of the other guys, not Andrew Garfield as much because he's wearing the suit the whole time. So it's like practical element, but they do a lot of motion capture for Tom Holland and they did motion capture for Tobey Maguire um so his suit looked a little flat uh a little like not as um textured and three-dimensional as we remember it being in his movies and it was noticeable to Mm -hmm. me immediately um because he's like when he's running on the thing i'm like that doesn't look the same as it did yeah you know like we've seen him run before which is a little beefier in the old ones too there's that little aspect he's a little the suit's a little looser and smaller on him because he's a smaller man Mm -hmm. now um but yeah i think they also made a cheaper suit i at the end i was i was looking at i'm like i think that's cheap that's made cheaper mm -hmm. which is like it's fine because it's just for a minute so i'm like thinking about the budget and everything you don't want to make like super expensive spider-man costumes for everybody i'm sure you could have just brought one from home you know (laughs) <laughs> I probably wouldn't. No, probably not. Um, um, okay. but yeah. So things that I think. So now let's talk about where we think the story's headed, or what we would like to see. I have a couple of. I got something for you. Go for okay. it. Okay. Okay. For one, the thing with MJ and Ned. I understand why he didn't tell them or try to rekindle those relationships. I understand it. Um, It made me upset. I understood why he did it, but it made me upset because like, if I'm Peter Parker, I don't want to, I don't want to have a Spider-Man three instance where she gets married to someone else. I get where he's doing it though. He wants to protect her. He sees the cut over her eye and thinks he put her in danger and he doesn't want to do that. And, uh, and they have such good chemistry, by the way. Zendaya and Tom. They do. And I mean, they're dating, so it is so what good. it is. 
Yeah. Which every Spider-Man's dated their MJ. Seems that way. Yeah, it seems that way. I don't think Toby. And, I, they and did. Chris, Kirsten. Yeah, did. they. they yeah, did? they broke up by okay. uh, Spider-Man Two, though. So. Oh, that's so. Rough, I know, though. right? When you have to film more together. Yeah, but. That's hard. Hollywood. Hollywood relationships. You know, I don't. I don't think they mean anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but. I want to. I want to know. Does the spell that Doctor Strange cast, which can we just give a little tiny applause to Benedict Cumberbatch? I mean, he is incredible. Absolute king, dude. Absolutely. The king. new movie of Doctor Strange stopped. is going to be. It's going to burn my eyeballs out. It's going to be so good. Not to mention it's Sam Raimi directing. Oh, I'm I didn't so know that. Excited to see him dude, again. You didn't, didn't know, know that? that. Yeah, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Frick yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. He's back. Props. Dude. He's back. With a vengeance. It's because they're making it a little scarier than the usual Marvel movie. And Sam Raimi, in his heyday, was a horror director. That's awesome. For Spider-Man, he did, he did these scary I love movies that. that were very iconic. So. But I want to see, does the spell... Because it erased everyone knowing not only Spider-Man, but who Peter Parker is. Yeah. It wasn't Spider-Man, it was just, just Peter. Just Peter. Okay. Oh, well, I guess it'd yeah. kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> um i want to know does it erase like pictures letters that's what i was thinking of i think it does that's the thing i don't know because mj was saying like if you don't come find me i'll figure it out i did it once which i mean i know she's being like you know cute funny. cute funny yeah. but like low-key serious though because her rendition is like she's a very curious one um you yeah. can tell in the coffee scene whenever he leaves she thinks something's really strange, but she's not weirded out by it. She's like genuinely concerned and it's interesting, which I understand too, because in the moment Tom's like, I'm going to, I'm going to come find you. But like, mm -hmm. as someone from the outside, I'm like, it's going to be weird though. Cause like, if she doesn't know you at all, you can't just bust up in there and be like, I'm Spider-Man yeah. and this happened and we were dating. Cause then they're going to think you're insane. Yeah, it doesn't work doesn't yeah. work but doesn't work i'm i'm curious if like she might have some pictures what if this what if the spell didn't get rid of everything you know because it's already like the spell already has to do so much in order to close the shattered dimensions so to speak well it's like i think that was the thing though is because he wasn't close it wasn't that the spell closed the dimensions it's that that the, that the other dimensions had no reason to come mm. anymore because they didn't know that spider-man was peter parker because mm. dr strange is like i can't close it i can't stop it and then peter's like well they're looking for peter which is why the other spider-man showed up and that's why everyone's here looking for me but what if they just forget that spider-man is peter parker and so then when they wiped Peter Parker out of Spider-Man and just left Spider-Man, they didn't know who to look for. So they just didn't come right. Um So it was kind of like a workaround of the spell. But I'm also curious. I mean, Aunt May's dead. But like Happy doesn't remember Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he probably has some pictures and stuff. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, um, like files maybe that Tony has that are like going through like Spider-Man and who yeah, he is and stuff. I, like It's like I, I wouldn't be... At all surprised if those got somehow just like wiped out of existence. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Because it seems like, because because I was thinking about like, is it paired with like the high school thing I was talking about where he gets his GED? Does he just not go back to high school because he doesn't exist anymore? Like, is his or like is his right? Like, is he just wiped? You mm -hmm. know, like nobody knows who he is anymore. So is he just entering society at like a 
zero point? Like, did he have to get a social security? Right. Did he have to like go through all these He's steps because nobody knows that grid. he exists anymore? Yeah. So I don't know. It's a good question. I had a couple last minute things that I was thinking of and musing over about the future of the MCU. Uh, one okay, more, one more thing I wanted to add before you oh, take yeah, off. Aside from like trying to figure out how, you know, they get their memory back. Cause you know, they will, or maybe not even their memory. They won't get their memory. Know, they won't yeah, get their memory curious. back, but just like, yeah, unless the spell gets tampered with somehow, I don't know. We'll dive into that some other time, but mm-hmm. I'd love a Spider-Man movie of Tom Holland where he's still haunted by Willem Dafoe and the Green Goblin, a villain we haven't seen since like the cartoon back in like the 90s. I want to see mm-hmm. the Hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. I would love to see some i would love to see a goblin another one with that same kind of crazy because i feel like that's kind of a demon that tom still should deal with and i feel like it would just Mm -hmm. make for a really good dark movie um for spider-man so that's that's pretty much everything Mm -hmm. that i was thinking of that i wanted to see i'm sure there'll be more but i'd love to hear your take yeah so i'm like i am curious as far as the people losing their memories because it's kind of like it's kind of Doubling back to Tobey Maguire, uh, you know, like not wanting to tell Mary Jane till the second movie sort of deal, you know, where like nobody knew who was Spider-Man until like the second movie, which is kind of nuts. Um, we didn't really get that with Tom Holland because immediately Ned finds yeah. out in the first movie. So you're just like, oh, you know, and in the first one, Robert Downey Jr. finds out. So it's just like, okay, well, like there's always someone who knows. So now it's like the first time that he's all by himself. And like grown up, you know, he's out of high school and stuff. And so it's just like, I'm curious as to that tension, like if they will continue to follow Mm -hmm. that and if they will put like Ned and MJ into the next ones, um, which would make sense, but I'm not sure like, yeah, I'm sure there will be like a tension because you can already see it, you know, in that last scene where he's like, he decides not to tell her the stuff or whatever, or even start, you know, um, so I kind of felt like that that MJ vibe where he makes that call and, and you know, Spider-Man 2 and, like, the time runs out and then he, like, says it into an empty phone pretty much or, like, a, a phone that's not recording that he's Spider-Man and why he can't tell her and all that stuff. Because now he's seen what can happen. Mm. He's seen what happens now. Like, that was, like, before anything happened that Toby felt that way. And then, then like, yeah, it comes out and then MJ is, like, immediately going to get killed and... Aunt May's getting attacked by Spider, you know, by like Green Goblin, the first one. And so it's just like now that he's experienced such a traumatic event with Aunt May, with MJ almost dying and all of their futures getting ruined so hardcore. So hardcore. Like definitely would not be surprised if he is super like hesitant and resistant to do that. Um, Which is like a Spider-Man gig. It is. You just want to protect everybody. That's like iconic to the character. Make sure that. Nobody else gets hurt, but then you're all alone. And then it's about, you know, connecting with the not superhero side of yourself to, to do that. Um, and so, you know, the classic to quote Kirsten Dunst in Spider-Man three, everybody needs help sometimes, Peter, even Spider-Man. Even Spider-Man. So good. Go off queen. Um, but here's the two thing, or here's the things that I'm, well, it's kind of one thing, uh, that I'm thinking about right now and I'm almost certain about. Okay. Okay. Follow me for this one. I'm following. The 
man directing the already announced Fantastic Four reboot is John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man trilogy. Please fix the Fantastic Okay, get ready. Continue to follow me. Very excited for that because John Watts, obviously an amazing director, came out of nowhere. I've never heard of him until Spider-Man Homecoming, and he's just made one of the greatest you know, superhero movies ever made. Um, so he's directing the Fantastic Four reboot, which will probably happen soon because of already, you know, of course they announced it, but now that Spider-Man's kind of on pause for a second, which sidebar, they're already working on Spider-Man 4, so maybe not on pause as long as we think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen, you know, we know that Avengers Tower got bought and everyone thought that it was going to be Norman Osborn who bought it, but when he comes back in No Way Home, he says Oscorp does not exist. So what I'm thinking is that Reed Richards bought Avengers Tower and made it, you know, the Fantastic Four base of operation, which would make sense for Human Torch flying in at the top and all that jazz. But also, like, I'm I'm thinking this outside, but then I'm also going, okay, I've seen the quote, like there was an article where Tom Holland knows who bought the tower in the MCU. And John Watts is directing Fantastic Four and he directed Spider-Man and nobody else really has said anything about Fantastic Four. So I think that John Watts is directing Fantastic Four and told Tom Holland that the Storms bought the building or whatever, you know, the Richard, Reed Richard bought the building it would, and it's going to be Fantastic Four base of operations. It makes sense too, considering now they're out there doing stuff with the scroll with Captain Marvel yeah. and Nick Fury in them. And I mean, the scrolls were kind of a big antagonist for Iconic. the fantastic four so i yeah love to see that so i think that is pretty pretty clear to me because yeah i thought it was going to be norman yeah. but we've seen norman and i don't think they're going to bring in like a different norman yeah. for spider-man to fight i don't think that's going to happen yeah i think that's pretty uh, done now i think that's done you can't really get better than what willem defoe just did uh anything else would just be a repeat of amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> And no one wants no one that. Wants that. Uh, but so yeah, like I think I think that's gonna happen. I think that Fantastic Four is gonna take Avengers Tower, and then Spider Man will even probably be in one or a couple of those movies as a team member. That'd be great because he's has been in the comics, and the Avengers are They're homies down and yep. out. I think that I think that's about to go down, bro. That's great. Well, guys, if you haven't seen this movie. You already know how it ends because you just watched this. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Still highly recommend Still watching. Still highly it, recommend watching. We saw it twice. Already. A lot that we didn't get to cover. So, you know? yeah. But buddy, it was good talking to you about it. You as well, my friend. Merry until next dude, time. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Keep following and supporting if you feel like it. We're on everything Slash as like. usual. And uh, yeah, Merry friggin' Christmas. It's going to be like early January. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year, guys. guys. Happy New Year. (laughs) See you, buddy. All right.